Fake news. Mr. President. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Mr. President. I just want to have one thing to say. Mr. President, I'm trying to get a word edgewise here. Fake news put out Mr. President, it's not. It's not fake news just because you don't like it. A few days ago, fake news Enough! Each and every Tuesday, the Journey into Comics Network brings you the real news with the poor of poor, with the late breaking news that really matters. The following podcast is a Journey into Comics Network production. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey into Comics, the podcast dedicated to all things nerd, with your host, the podfather himself, Nate Phillips. Who? Star-Lord, man. Legendary Outlaw. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Journey into Comics. It's Journey into Comics 194. As always, I am your host, Nate. How's everybody doing on this bright, sunny Monday? Maybe it's not Monday. Who knows when you're listening? Anyways, guys. So, yeah, no guest host again. That's cool. It's not a big deal. I'm having fun. We had, again, issues, man. It's weird how things don't always work out in podcasting. Like, you could plan a million things, and then 10 million things will go wrong. Um, but te- lots of things go right, too, also. It's all circumstantial, I guess, how you look at it. So uh, let's get right into some of the things that's been going on with me lately. Catch up with what I've been doing. Last night, which is two nights ago for those of you who are listening on launch day here, my band, Walk Among Us, had a show in Chicago. We played the Mutiny. Hit the pop filter. Fuck, that was cool. So we play the Mutiny, right? And it's... uh. It's like a, it's, it's a punk rock dive bar, but it's kind of like the energy and the vibe of the room is beautiful. There, I just can't really describe it. You can tell that there's been love and music really poured into that building, and maybe like not every show has been great, and maybe not all the musicians have been phenomenal, but there have been some people that have been in the building that have just like poured certain energy that, as a musician, you pick up on, you know? So we... uh we're hanging out all day, getting prepped for the show, and like trying to just get our heads in the game and stuff. And I'm like, "Oh, fuck me! I forgot to do the best of the week show, you know, which is our show where we do all the highlights and shit." So I'm like, "All right, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Okay, I'll just fucking do it. That's cool. It's not a big deal. I can do it. I'm a pro. I know. I know what I'm doing. So I just." sit down, I get to work, I do it, I put everything together, I, you know, add the new show Kids for Sale in their first 10 minutes of their show so people can get a feel for it, and uh, shout out to them, every other Friday, they're kicking ass, uh, you know, and can't wait to hear what uh, what else they bring to the table here in the near future, as well as another new show debuting, or not debuting, they debuted a couple Wednesdays ago, but their next episode's coming out this Wednesday, Adulting Ain't Easy, and it's fun, it's not trying to just plug all this shit. Anyways, I lost my train of thought. So anyways, I'm doing the best of the week, right? Finish that up, and then it's like, fuck, I got to make the set list for the evening. I kind of have like a, it's a methodical thing. It just kind of is a consistency, right? So before every show, I print the set a certain way uh, with like, it's very much 
branded as our thing. And uh, it's very obviously a Walk Among Us set list, the way we present it. At the very bottom, I always put all the like kind of important stats, what bands were on the card, what the date was, where the venue is, what the venue was. You know, important shit like that, and then maybe once in a while you'll get shit like we uh, we debuted a full album where we did all of Static Age, or we did all of Earth AD, and that information will be somewhere in the, on the bottom of the set just to let me know as a reminder if I'm going back through and looking like, oh, I remember, I remember we did that fucking show, because I kind of got a terrible memory, especially with the amount of shows we've been playing and like the vibes of all the places. You play so many rooms. And me being the drummer, I only really see the back of, like, fucking Rob's head. Sometimes I get to see, like, V or Sarah from that angle as well. But, like, it just depends on where we're set up on stage, you know. So, I, I get I get everything done before we're having to go to the mutiny. That includes tearing all the gear down and whatnot. And I have all the gear tore down. And it hits me. Ooh, that was a loud bang. I think people are putting out fireworks right now crazy that or there's a war in my backyard i'm not sure i don't even know if you guys heard that we'll see maybe not people can be like what the fuck is he talking about there was like a loud noise and a train of our existence like back to back damn it's just like interruption city this is the hey nate can you finish your thought story right so anyways (laughs) okay so i get done doing all the things i need to do and bam motherfucking migraine man and you guys know i get them they're fucking terrible if you are out there you're listening to this podcast you're like man i get migraines too i'm so sorry that you have to ever experience that pain and i don't even you might somehow be my worst fucking enemy and if you are my worst fucking enemy then you know who you are i'm talking directly to you right now um i still feel sorry that you get migraines too whoever you are I don't know if that, that 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 might be a made up person because I don't know if I have any enemies like that. Like I'm not sure, but I'm just saying anybody could be listening, and it doesn't matter. Migraines are terrible, so I get the early startings of my migraine, and it's like in my temples, it's in the back of my eyes, and it's like swell. I mean, it was just like everything was swelling up in my head. The pressure is just building and building. So Veronica's like, "Hey, take some fucking ibuprofen, man. Like, get a brain in your skull." And I was like, oh, that's very smart. I should do that. So I take some ibuprofen. I'm drinking some water. I do everything I can to my preventative measure to prevent this migraine. And by the time we have to leave, <clears throat> I still have it. And we're leaving to go to the show. And now I have to drive. And I'm like, okay, I could fucking do this, right? So we get on 8094 and we're driving to the mutiny. And, and we go, we take 94 all the way up into the city, all the way to. Fullerton slash, uh, it starts with a Western, Fullerton slash Western, it's like uh, 47A, we turn in right, and we're like pretty much right the fuck there at the mutiny, and I'm like trying to find parking, and I fucking miss it, and then I find parking, and it's cool, we get there, we lock in, we're waiting, we see Rob, Sarah, and Rob, Sarah, uh, sister Mandy is with Rob and Sarah, and they're, they're in in the, in the second vehicle that we always take and they finally lock in and get parking and we go in real quick we make it known that we're here and train of our existence is like motherfuckers hear me now anyways so uh we, we let them know that we're there and then it's time to load in now i told everybody like hey you're gonna fucking use my drums i'm cool with that like let's let let's let that happen 
Because no one's going to fuck with them that bad, right? I'll set them up. They'll leave them the fuck alone. It'll be cool. I was wrong. I was severely wrong. But that's okay. It didn't, it didn't fuck up things too bad. And, and overall, all in all, the night was really great. So, And we're, I'm going to talk about that. It's weird because I've never really freely got to discuss like my thoughts and interactions while being in Walk Among Us and some of the things that go on at a show from my perspective. And I don't know. Maybe you guys will find this interesting. I know this is Journey into Comics. We've got tons of comic book news today, guys. I'm just trying to bring you into the light, give you some of my story right now, right? So <clears throat> we uh, we get to the venue, we're, we get all our shit in, we use this cart, it's this big-ass cart, and the lady's like, look, do me a favor, when you're coming in and out of the door, use the inside of the cart to push. And I'm like, oh, tight space, she goes, yeah, you will lose a finger. And when I got over there, I totally understood that it was like very, if you were pushing hard and fast... That sounded that sounded very terrible. But if you were going quickly through the door and had your hands on the outside rail while trying to go through that door frame, you would rip your fucking fingers off, no doubt, and it would be very painful. So we get the shit in, and I start setting my drums up and interacting with some of the other bands. Man, they're really nice fellas. There's a band, Stay Up All Night and Fight. They were a lot of fun, high-energy pop-punk sound. Um, their drummer was just really, he kind of had like this vibacious energy, very nice guy, Sean. I remember you, Sean, with an E-A-N. So, uh, you know, so like we're all interacting and then like Eddie, not Eric, sorry, I fucked that up on stage. I was a little, we're getting there again. Remember I'm there still migraine. Okay. I forgot to also mention that. So like, I still have a migraine. I'm like, this fucking sucks. Okay, so I am inter interacting with everybody. I meet Eddie from Eddie and the Arsons, and he's a nice dude, and he's super just like very down-to-earth and chill and, and very matter-of-fact talking about his story, and he's very interesting dude. I want to try to get him on the Voice of Survival podcast at some point. Uh, he's a cool dude, uh, and like I said, his story is pretty interesting, how the band he has now came to be and how it wasn't until it was. So anyways... Um, we're standing around for fucking ever. Like we had all our shit ready and to like to go and whatnot. Like I had all my cymbal stands fucking set up and even on stage. Cause people were like, can we use your cymbal stands too? And I was like, sure. That's fucking cool. I don't mind. So I have all that shit up on stage and you know, we, uh, we're standing around and it's like, we're supposed to be on stage performing at 11, by the way, I want to note that it was like, the show starts at 9, we should be playing by 11 based on the time frame of the other bands. Also, time should be cut down because, well, the, the drum kit's already there and set up. You just fucking go and play, right? So, and I'm saying so a lot today, guys. Fuck, I'm going to have a complex about that now. You guys are going to be like, hey, Nate, stop fucking saying so. And if that's a problem, just like message, I would love to hear some feedback. It's weird because we've been doing Journey into Comics for 194 episodes. In the very beginning, we had some feedback from some folks. Tim Wright, shout out to you. I know you're still listening. I think about you often, my brother. I miss you very much. I'm glad you have a Facebook now, and we can communicate that way. And I'm glad that, yes, welcome into the life. I'm glad you're there now, finally, because now we can interact a little bit easier, and you can see what the fuck's going on. That's great. 
So there was some interaction in the beginning of the show, and then it's like we kind of went on our own journey, and we've been podcasting and doing whatever and in and out and the the changes and whatnot of this show. So anyways, uh, it's like 9 or something. We're supposed to go on at 11, and 9.30 year olds around, still no sound guy, so there's no mic set up. 10.45, still no sound guy, uh, or 9.45, sorry. And then 10 finally hits, and the sound guy shows up, and it's like, okay, oh my God, finally, cool, fucking cool. Okay, good, we're, we may have an opportunity at a show this evening. I do believe we're going to have a chance to play and perform. So, everything gets set up. First band plays, uh, stay up all night and fight. They're fucking fun and awesome. A lot of high energy dancing around. Their guitar player was sweating his ass off and... Couldn't see on stage because I had moved one of the lights so we could see when we were setting up way before the show started. But I never thought to move it back because I was just like, everything was like, whoa, 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 because the pressure was just killing me at this point. So it started to kill me a little bit. And then like Sarah and Veronica had went and got some drinks and they came back to get, and they brought me a water and I was drinking on the water. And like amidst drinking on the water, I start to kind of feel a little bit better and I had drank water all day, but it was just like it had it was maybe at the point where the pills were finally kicking the ibuprofen was finally hitting my system. And I'm like, OK, OK, I think I think I'm going to be OK for the show, you know. So we like set up camp. We watch stay up all night and fight. They're great. And like I said, and then um, there's like a little intermission between the bands and. Veronica and Sarah went to go and have a cigarette smoke break. V usually goes out and sits in the truck. So Sarah went and joined her, you know, chill night. So they're sitting in the truck hanging out for a couple minutes. And amidst that, bam, humongous fucking rainstorm, monsoon style. Rain coming down like in more than buckets. I don't even know, like in fucking dump trucks, fucking worth of rain. Like crazy, you know, you've been there. Like, if, if you were outside for one second, you're going to be drenched from head to toe. So three seconds is essentially you're going to be just fucking sopping wet, right? So I get a text. It's like, hey, we're stuck in the fucking truck. It's fucking monsooning out, man. This is not cool. And, like, right as soon as I'm seeing this text, I look over, and our good friend Lab is at the show, and I was so stoked to see her. She came out to the show, and that was great. Um... We had a lot of different people out from different places, people I've never met before coming up to us and whatnot. It was it was fun. So uh, Eddie and the Arsons plays. The girls are stuck in the truck. And Eddie and the Arsons are almost done. Finally, they get to come back inside. It had stopped raining enough. And they're like, hey, it stopped raining enough. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to try to move the truck to in front of the building. You know, which oh, this is like, uh, what's the word? What's the word? What's the word? This was my first mistake. Okay, so this is my first mistake of the evening, ladies and gentlemen. Admitting it right here, the first mistake of the evening was this. So I, I decide, okay, I'm going to move the truck. And I do. Uh, I parallel park in the tiniest fucking space. I can't believe I got the truck to fit in it. This dude helped me from the side. I was like, hey, man, honestly, I can't see shit. The windows are kind of fogged because the girls were sitting in the truck while it was raining. Didn't have the truck on, so... Uh, Okay, back at it. So, boom. The guy's like, okay, you're fine, you're fine, stop, you're parked. And I was like, I'm parked. Fucking cool, man. I'm parked means I'm done with this shit. You know, like, I'm good. 
right? So I get out and I'm like, oh man, I'm like, I'm like four inches in traffic worth of the truck at this point, man. Guys, like you're parked though, bro. I mean, sometimes people park off the curb a little bit. No, you're not going to get to blame for this one, especially this tight spot. Like, it's fine. This Chicago, I know it. Trust me. And I'm like, okay, cool. I do trust you, guy. Because you seem to be knowing what the fuck you're talking about. So I'm like, all right. So go back in. And up next on the card is Off Key. Now, this is crazy. We had Off Key's lead singer, Connor, on Voice of Survival way back episode 9, I do believe. Last year sometime. And since then, he is no longer in the band. Since then, like, there have been all kinds of changes and weird things that have happened. It's like, uh, okay, so Connor is no longer in the band, and Alan, who is their bass player, is no longer in the band. And there was another lead singer guy, and he's no longer in the band. And there was another bass player guy, and he's no longer in the band. So it's Ryan and Logan, two-piece. And, you know, Ryan is a badass dude. Because, also, let me mention that Eddie and the Arsons was a totally unique band with a really fucking groovy sound. I loved their style. Um, They have a very, very, very great energy about them on stage. They are great musicians. Their harmonies are very tight and packed. Uh, They are kind of infectious when you listen to them. So, back to off-key. Ryan comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, how much of our stuff do you know? And I have the album. Well, had the album before the computer ate it. That's a whole different story on a different day. So I was like, all right, man, I know the album pretty good. You know, like, I could probably do, I could probably do, like, a couple songs maybe. He's like, well, I'll have you do one because I don't want to pressure you or anything, but, like, could you do Razor Burn? And I was like, okay, I know that song. Like, I, it's, it's not particularly the song I would have chose to sing, but okay, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with helping a bro out. So he invites me on stage during their set, and I went up there and jammed it. There's video somewhere. I don't know if it's online yet. We'll see. All right, so I'm trying to compose my thoughts here, and we went to from... Okay, so after Off Key gets off stage... Now it is our turn. It is one in the morning by the time we are about ready to perform. And the crowd is lightning hot, man. The crowd is packed. Like, tons of people are out for us. It was it was a fucking fun-ass night. We jammed. I was dripping wet during the whole set. Like, my kit was all kind of fucking wonky because people had changed tiny little things that were just off enough for me to be like, I'm fucking not sure how to do this right now because things are different and I had to adapt. Adaptability is great to have when you're a performer because you have to adapt and overcome to many different situations. Mics get unplugged and things can't be heard and, you know, the crowd is not there sometimes. You don't know what's going to fucking happen. But luckily for us, the crowd was there and they were killing it. It was great. The energy was great, man. People were moshing and dancing and singing and partying along with us, and it was so much fun. It has been so much fun being in Walk Among Us and doing these shows. We have a string of them, so I feel like you guys are going to hear a lot about this. On our road to LafiCon, essentially, folks, uh, to mention that we are going to be at LafiCon. 
I am going to be bringing people from the network. So if you're on the network and you're listening and you're like, am I one of those people? If you want to be, sure. Yes, absolutely. We'd love to have you come. Please, please do. Because we're going to be doing a lot of different things, including Journey into Comics 200 live from LaFeCon. Uh, I've, I've got a couple of cool things planned out. One thing I want to do is a retrospective look back at a movie that is 10 years old that has defined um, comic book movie and movies uh, in general. Uh, it redefines some things. It sets some new precedents. I'm not going to spoil that just yet. I'm probably going to save that till closer to uh, us actually getting to LaFeCon. So moving on, let's go ahead and let's just get into the actual meat and potatoes of this episode, man. Uh, we've got a lot of different news here. I'm not sure where we're going to go. First, going to take a quick swig of Pepsi. Hopefully you guys are like, oh man, listening to Nate, I can take an ear break for a second. Good. This is where you can be like, I'm going to tune out for a second. This is where I'm going to take a Pepsi break. Cool. Um, oh yeah, that's, that's totally delicious, but it's going to probably make me burp and that's unfortunate because I'm on the show with you guys and you're like, motherfucker, don't burp in my ear. So now I'm like suppressing a burp and can't that kill you or some shit? I'm not sure. Probably not. I hope not. That'd be the fucking worst way to go. Oh, how'd he go, man? Oh, well, he was living a fucking cool, fruitful life. And then out of nowhere, he fucking held in a burp and exploded, and his fucking guts went everywhere. That's awful. All right. So I'm going to pull some shit up, talk about some shit here. This is actually really big news. Let's talk about this. Police responded to a call about multiple gunmen at Stan Lee's house. This is crazy because in a bizarre turn of events... Um, and I mean, listen, this thing with Stanley in general has been super bizarre and I have even more Stanley stuff that we're going to jump from here to there. We'll get there. So anyways, apparently Daily Mail has reported multiple police and helicopter ended up at Stanley's Hollywood home and there were two gunmen who were demanding money and apparently Stanley didn't know who these guys were, but they knew who Stan was and they were shouting and one dude pulled down a gun and there were some people with Stan Lee who rushed back inside once this guy pulled his gun out and they realized he wasn't fucking around. They called the cops. And because he's Stan Lee and he has lots and lots and lots and lots of fucking money. I mean, I wonder what his like uh, net worth is. I should probably look that up, actually. While we're on air, I'll do that, actually, right now. What is Stan Lee's net worth? What is Stan Lee? I almost put Stan fucking Lee because that's how much I respect that man. Uh, net worth. Wow. Okay. So it says right now he's worth $50 million, which I feel that's actually kind of lower than what I was expecting. I thought more in a hundred million range, but I digress. That's the internet. It knows apparently a little bit more than me because I went there to search. So that's according to bankrate.com backslash lifestyle backslash celebrity dash money backslash stan dash lease slash dash net dash worth slash. Jesus, that was a little bit of a tongue twister, but I got through that whole entire uh, URL uh, just so you guys could know where I got that information at. So anyways, people break in or they they tried to uh, they tried to to get 
Stanley to pay them a bunch of money, and that didn't happen. Uh, of course, they threatened him too, said something like that they would be back. Uh, but the cops showed up and got shit taken care of. Uh, I feel like, man, Stan Lee, is it Stan Lee that's a target or is someone else being targeted in all of this? Like, I feel like, you know what I'm saying? This whole thing is very strange. I don't know if you guys have been really following it, but it was like uh, Stan Lee's DNA was stolen. There was the whole, like, uh, possible elder abuse. He had $800,000 stolen from his bank, or $300,000 stolen from his bank account, and an $800,000 condo paid for in his name that he had no idea about. Uh, some people had stolen, like, more money from him just randomly, uh, his business partner was like scumbag, had been fishing money off the top. Uh, it, it comes to light that like also one of his business partners had forced him to give blood so they could make him sign comics with his own blood uh, that temporarily got out in Las Vegas and were like only selling for two and three hundred bucks. I was like, it's fucked up because I think like, man, I wish I was in Vegas and knew that was even a thing. They were so quickly taken off the market that if you didn't see them and immediately buy them, just going, oh, my God, that's something that probably shouldn't exist. Uh, and then, of course, that probably would have brought a whole different world of trouble because then someone would have came to your door like, excuse me, sir, did you just buy a fucking comic book that had Stanley's si uh, signature and blood? Do you understand that uh, there's actually an ongoing investigation? I'd be like, here, take the fucking comic, bro. I am so sorry, man. Didn't mean to. Leave me the fuck out of it, you know? Uh, but luckily, I didn't fuck with that. So they took it off. They, they got rid of it. So anyways, you know, people possibly you know, knock on Stanley's door, demanding money. Is it, Are they demanding money? Are they trying to actually break in so they can fuck up the people that are behind Stanley right now? And there's some weirdness there. Stan posted a video, by the way, the other day. Uh, you know, talk. he was like, it was like somebody filming him, and he he had the laptop in his lap. And someone was filming him, and uh, he sounds very scripted. Can you believe it? Like, I have over a billion or a million Twitter messages. Um, unfortunately, I can only read 900,000 of them or something, you know. Like, thanks everybody for the support. We've got a big surprise. Um, I can't tell you now because it wouldn't be a surprise if I did. Uh, but it's just. It's weird because, like, there's a, like, I look at all the little minor details. I'm just, like, a fucking freak like that a little bit. Uh, just in the first paused frame, there's a queen of everything pillow. And, obviously, it's his, it's his daughter, I think, that's been uh, kind of helming his fucking estates and possibly doing some shady shit. Who knows if that's actually true or not? I mean, I'm, I'm just uh, speculating. I don't have any insight to what is actually going on behind closed doors. I'm just looking at things as I see them. And then I also want to say that I noticed in the background, it looks like there's a very large tray of medication that I'm sure Stan is taking, but it's like, man, all that medication, what what state of mind is he actually in? You know, like how vulnerable is he right now? I mean, people like, you guys got to think, people like like Prince and, and stuff were influenced and people like, you know, uh, influenced to believe that they were like, taking a drug that would help them and ultimately it kills them. So 
what what I just at what end is this game? I feel like there's gonna be some like documentary or there's gonna be some fucking big reveal and it's like what's gonna happen? Stan says there's a surprise that he can't reveal yet. That's terrifying. It's like what if there's some dark, evil, maniacal shit? I think about real supervillains in the world, folks. I've been betrayed. I've had bad shit happen, so my mind always has to at least dabble and look at like what if the bad shit comes to light, you know? Uh, luckily, more times than not, it doesn't. So, you know, I just kind of like looking at things. You look at Stan Lee and you go, man, he, he could be older and vulnerable and he's obviously not posting this shit by himself. I don't think he could probably, you know, just in his condition doesn't look like he can do much of anything. I mean, you guys have seen the videos where he's at Comic-Con and he can't sign his own fucking name. Like, people are telling him how to sign his name and shit. That's fucking fucked up. Like, that's terrifying. Someone should not be out and about fucking mingling and meandering with people when they don't even know how to sign their fucking name. As an adult human fucking being, if you can't do that, I mean, and someone's parading you around like you can, that, that, that I mean, there are terrifying consequences to that. And I mean, the 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 karma side of things is the also the thing I think about. Like, those people that are possibly wrongdoing to, to Stan Lee, like... They're going to get some fucking form of universal repercussion. They're fucking with the fucking king of Marvel, you know? And, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's fucking sad. That's all I know. I, uh, I really do wish Stan Lee the best. I think, uh, I think he's a really sweet dude, and he's done a lot for our world, you know? So moving on from Stan Lee, I, wanna do, I do want to talk about a couple more Marvel things here that I have. Uh, there's a dude, I'm going to read his name in a second, it's a fucking weird name, he's a Canadian, Rick uh, Scolomiro, ah, Scolomiro, Rick Scolomiro has been put into the Guinness World Records for having the most Marvel comic book characters tattooed on his body with a total of 31 characters. I am going to go down the list and tell you all the characters that are tattooed on dude's body. So he's got Mystique on his neck, Galactus on his left shoulder on the top, Silver Surfer on his left tricep, Phoenix on his left inner bicep, Wolverine on his left inner forearm, Spider-Man on his left outer forearm, Black Widow on his left ab, Spider-Man 2099 on his butt, on the left butt cheek, Doc Ock on his left hip, Mary Jane on his left outer quad. Black Cat on his left inner quad. That's a cool dichotomy. Gwen Stacy on his left upper hamstring. Green Goblin on his left lower hamstring. That's fucking awesome. Uh, obviously, Gwen uh, Stacy and Green Goblin having a very um, dark and beautiful, twisted journey that they have together within the comic universe, especially within Marvel. Uh, Venom on his left knee, Groot on his left inner calf, Rocket on his left inner calf, Gamora on his left back calf, Starlord on his left outer calf, Drax on his left outer calf. Apparently his left, uh, his left bottom part of his leg is the Guardians, which is badass. Daredevil on his left inside ankle, Deadpool on his right inside ankle, Red Skull on his right inside calf, Captain America on his right inside calf, Loki on his right outer calf, Thor on his right outer calf, Iron Man on his right outer quadricep, Fin Fang Foom on his right outer quadriceps, Hulk on the right inner quadriceps, Thanos on his right hamstring, Ultron on his hip, and Vision on his right buttocks, his butt cheek, as it were. He's also got some signatures tattooed on him as well, man. It's pretty crazy to think about, you know. 
you have that many different characters that you have dedicated, man. And that's a testament to Marvel, you know. Marvel, I think, is it's very special to a lot of people. And, I mean, the same can absolutely be said for DC, and really the same can be said for indie comics. And, and that's, I think, the most beautiful thing is that, like, comic fans are comic fans. And maybe that's where we need to start blurring the lines a little bit more. I've tried to be one of those people, transcend. You don't have to, you can like all different forms of comics. You don't have to just be into, oh, only read Marvel, oh, only read DC, Oh, only read image or whatever, you know, you could read anything you want, just be fans and then like nerd out with other fans. And if you're in a room with a Marvel fan and you're a DC dude and a Marvel dude starts going, oh man, I really think you would really like this fucking comic. You should check it out. Dude, check it out and maybe suggest to him to check something out. And maybe you guys can educate each other and make fans of new shit and be like, oh, I totally respect now why you like gambit as much as you do or why you like fucking um you know uh accelerated man as much as you do which i don't think a lot of people know accelerated man i don't think he has many stories that was just an example and a long shot name i wanted to throw in the hat there for some reason from the flash universe we'll be talking about flash here in a minute actually uh vans we're gonna talk about this too vans is actually releasing a dope ass shoe that i fucking want they are captain marvel vans and they're just real sleek. They have a Captain Marvel design just integrated into them. Uh, her star on the back heels. It's really sleek, beautiful color with the gold uh, banding running around the shoe. Uh, if you haven't seen them, go find them because they look really nice. Really, really cool. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that that's just That's just silliness, Nate. Uh, so I've got a couple more newsy things here, uh, two Star Wars bits, and then I'm actually going to do something I haven't done in a bit here and nerd out on some comics before I leave you guys for this evening. Got to get this episode out soon. We're down to the wire yet again. We fucked up yet again. We went too late. Look, it's Veronica's birthday. We're recovering from the show. It's her birthday, and I didn't make time for the podcast until a lot later than I expected. So you're going to get this one a little bit later than I expected. That's on me, not on you. Hopefully that doesn't affect you and make you mad at me. Don't be mad at me. I didn't mean to. Anyways, back at it. Before we get into these topics, folks, here's what I want to say. Very important thing. If you've been listening to the Journey into Comics show or the network, feedback is very important to me because I want to bring the greatest product. I want to bring the coolest thing. I want to make stuff and have stuff that comes out that you guys are like, oh man, I just love tuning in these guys. They're genuine. You know, I try to come from a place where I'm just speaking from my heart, man, and letting things out and just saying what I feel and feeling what I say. So I would appreciate any and all feedback. If something sounds bad, if something's off, I need to know. I want to make it better for you guys, you know, um, because I am kind of a perfectionist in this. So let me know what you guys are thinking. Also, I want to mention another thing. We're going to be probably trying to make some changes to our Patreon. And I've been thinking about this a lot. Like, how do we want to do this? What are we going to do? Our Patreon is still up, by the way. You can go there, patreon.com backslash journey into comics. You can give us $1. You can get an exclusive RSS feed with all the shows in one place. Um, 
and then also you get ex- you can get exclusive content for three bucks, as well as that early access, which means as soon as this episode is done being recorded and edited, it goes right into your listeners' ears before anybody else is getting it, even um the uh, main feed. So, uh, except for I, f- I did have a fuck up, and I just I'll call it out now. Podcastrophe went up like a day late on Patreon because I totally fucking forgot to do it. Uh, Dick uploads um some shows now, and shout out to Mr. Dick from Podcastrophe for being a fucking amazing team player in all of this. He has stepped up to the plate yet again. I just can't praise I can't praise the guys that have been stepping up and the gals that have been stepping up to the plate. Um, I can't praise everybody who's been working really hard on the network enough because they're a blast to work with. It's so much fun, and uh, they work hard, too. They're like, hey, man, I got all these cool ideas. Let's do them. Yes, let's do them. Let's do them all. So, anyways, feedback is good. Feedback is important. Journey into Comics podcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Please, please, please send us an email. Whatever you want to say. You want to say dick balls butt. Sure, do it. I don't care. I want that email. I want to see it. I want to read it and respond and be like, man, you're so cool. Thank you for saying that awesome thing. And then I might say something like, bleak blork. I don't know. That was a weird noise. Whatever. I don't care. It's cool. So let's get to some Star Wars talk here. Now, I have two articles. Uh, This one's comic book related. A new Star Wars comic has actually revealed Admiral Akbar's final words. Um, leading up to his death in the Last Jedi, um, obviously they're 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 on the bridge freaking out. Leia's there. Uh, Admiral Akbar says heavy damages to the fighter bay, and then uh, Leia, you know, says full engines ahead if we can get out of the range of the destroyers. The their fighters will fall back, and then Akbar says all craft full ahead, concentrate real shields. Torpedoes inbound. It's been an honor serving with you all. And then the explosion that pulled Leia out. So it's an honor. Sir, it's been an honor serving with you all is Admiral Akbar's final words that he said. And of course, the comics, because Disney, Marvel, they're all tied together now. The comics are canon. So they tell the story in between the story. I love that. It's very creative. Um, they're going to get me drawn in real easy that way. So check it out. This is a cool little thing that I dug up on uh, comicbook.com here. Two fans who have a show on YouTube, so they're like YouTube celebs, uh, predicted the plot of Solo a year ago, predicting things like who would turn, uh, predicting things like where Han and Chewie would meet each other, predicting stuff like, uh, you know, possibly what the what they would utilize Kessel for and how they would explain parsecs and whatnot. They they put all these different things together and man it's crazy because I liked Solo quite a bit. I said last week on the podcast. I really enjoyed that movie. It kind of stuck with me. I know if you guys have been checking out the numbers, it's doing very poorly. It's like 101 million on the opening weekend and then it dropped and did like 25 or so million this past weekend, which is really not good. Lowest second weekend numbers since Star Wars before sequels or before the prequels, my bad. So I'm thinking the 95, 
when they did the re-release is what they're talking about, and the second weekends of those movies did not do great at all because everybody had already seen them with the special effects. They all went in the first weekend if you cared to see it because Star Wars nerds were Star Wars nerds wanting more. They got just a little bit more, and then they didn't like it, so they didn't go back the next week. And those numbers were bad, and these numbers look bad. And it's it's a damn shame, because I think Solo was really good. I think it had a lot of good to it. Um, I can't wait to see a possible sequel, and uh, you know, there's all kinds of conjecture of other movies that are going to be coming out through uh, the Star Wars story series, the anthology series. That's what it was originally called. Star Wars anthology uh, was what it was going to originally be called. And they did the a Star Wars story. Solo, a Star Wars story. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Obi-Wan, a Star Wars story. Uh, trying to think. that Boba Fett is going to be one, I do believe. I think there's another one, but I digress. Anyways. So... Last thing I want to do today, and I know it's like a little bit early by myself. It's a little bit late, uh, but I've been reading some comics, folks. I've been trying to catch up on some shit, and I'm going to get into that right now. Take another drink of Pepsi. That's another opportunity for you to give your ears a little break. Back in 2016, they did the uh, DC Rebirth. It was the event that happened after New 52 that was the chance for them to kind of reset the the ground and then move forward. Uh, When that happened, myself, Brando, uh, we had been reading some of the comics. Um, I read a lot more of them and gave updates and and thoughts and reviews on them and whatnot. And I didn't keep up, and that's on me. That's not on you guys to worry about. So I finally got an opportunity to try to start catching up on The Flash from the Rebirth series. I read some of these comics, obviously. I read the the Rebirth launch episode or issue and then had read a couple of the first issues there in the beginning of the run, and then I fell off like an idiot. And then got back into it when they did the button storyline because it kind of I wanted to know what was going on with the button and what was going to lead up to eventually, which is now Doomsday Clock, which we're in the middle of. Which I should have fucking... I need to... I think that's next week that it's available to read. We'll be getting a review on that next week. I think next week's episode 195 will probably unintentionally be very comic book heavy. I know we're going to have a special guest, uh, DBT, Mr. Dick Tyner, from Podcast, to be coming on next week to help me out. Uh, I might have him just read these issues and give his fucking opinion even though he will be dropped into these universes with no idea what's going on. like Because uh, we've got um, The Walking Dead that we'll be needing to discuss next week. That comes out two days. Uh, we'll have Doomsday Clock. Uh, I still didn't fucking get to read Amazing Spider-Man 800 yet, and I need to do that and give you guys my thoughts on that. I'm sure you're wondering what the fuck I thought about the 80-page special of Amazing Spider-Man 800, the final issue of Dan Slott. There's major character deaths, apparently, and I don't know about it yet. Fuck, I need to read it. It, like, sold down immediately. I need to get my copy. Goddamn. So, I'm reading The Flash, okay? I'm going to take you guys a little bit on the journey. I'm not going to give away all the story. I'm going to kind of give a little bit of, like, partially how they do it. And it's really cool because one thing I really appreciate about The Flash stories, everything's so fast that time doesn't take long. 
So everything that happens makes sense that it's kind of on top of itself. Also, it's not really super on top of itself because there are some times that are is spaced out and whatnot. So, you know, the Flash, when it started uh, back up in Rebirth, Flash has uh, Barry Allen has a new partner, uh, August, uh, August, fucking forgot his last name. I know his first name is August. I want to say Hart, maybe. August Hart, maybe, is his name. But uh, I need to look that up. Ugh, damn it. I'm the worst sometimes because my brain just shuts off when I'm trying to remember, like, you know, the shit that I need to remember for you guys so I can be good on the podcast, essentially. So, anyways, I'm going to get back to it, okay? I'm just reading here real quick, just making sure. Because I know they say his, his name is August for sure, but I, I think they only say his last name one or two times here. Man, it's like every time I want to find something, I should just Google shit, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyways, so his partner, August, gets struck by lightning. And obviously, being struck by lightning himself, Barry's like, oh, I've been there. I know that. Uh, that's bad. Um, maybe that means the speed force is going to happen to you. Maybe you might be a speedster. Oh, guess what? August is a speedster. So he's wanting to learn from Barry. And here's one thing about August's past. His, past. his brother is killed by somebody who... Uh, August believes is in the black hole gang. Now, Barry keeps telling him, like, we can't just go after the guy you think it is. Like, we can't get justice that way. We have to do things the right way through the right channels. As a, you know, man of the law, you should know that. Like, we have to do things right and above board, man. It, 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 that is serious. Boom, all of a sudden, Central City gets struck by lots of lightning. And guess what happens? Lots of speedsters. So now Central City is booming with tons and tons of speedsters. And there's a problem. Some people are using their powers for evil. Obviously, people are assholes. Some people are using their powers for good. That's cool. But there are also people who don't want their powers at all. And they're afraid. And they're not sure what to do. And they don't know who to turn to. So this lady, Mina, she is, uh, she works at Star Labs. And she's like, look... We're going to have a training place for all these speedsters. We're going to help them learn how to use the speed force. We'll go and find people who might have been using their powers the wrong way and see if they want a second chance, give them an opportunity and whatnot, and just try you know, to do things the right way. So some of these baddies uh, get locked up and whatnot, and, uh, man, then some real crazy shit happens because certain speedsters start dying and i mean i don't know if you guys can hear that but that's a plane of my existence that might be the first plane of my existence ever anyway so speedsters start dying and they're they're being sucked of the speed force so the these new speedsters that are created uh, are being essentially the speed force is being stolen from them august is still trying to learn his powers and all of a sudden, a new speedster shows up called 
Godspeed, right? Godspeed's badass white with the gold looks dope as fuck. Super cool. And, uh, you know, he means fucking business. He's not joking around. He's a very serious player who can take the speed force from other speedsters. So we kind of get an idea that he is the guy that's been doing this shit, right? So the the man the grand reveal I don't even know if I want to spoil it for you guys the grand reveal of like what the the big story is so like Mina gets killed oh also um in this in the comics Iris in this iteration of the comics Iris and Barry aren't together yet uh this iteration of Iris is um a Caucasian woman uh but she has an African American nephew named Wally West and a missing at the time, and deceased at the time, brother, also named Wally West. Uh, now, her nephew, Wally, uh, his uncle, Daniel West, was the reverse Flash during New 52 era. So it is kind of canonized that uh, Wally has the speed force through reasons I can't tell you, uh, transferred down to him, and he wants to be the Flash, but he's got he kind of is doing his own thing. He doesn't want to tell anybody though. He doesn't trust anyone. He runs into he goes to this you know Star Labs center to get trained, and uh, he decides not to do it. He runs off. Mina goes after him, and says, "Hey, I'll train you." And teaches him some things that day. We'll meet here every day. And then of course the attack happens, and Mina is deceased, uh, as far as we know. So. Uh, you know, the grand reveal, the the murder, the person who's murdering the speedsters, and, like, man, Barry, the way they write Barry Allen is so beautiful and tragic in this comic because you can tell that they make him, just like in the show, always very vulnerable having to choose the most impossible things between the most impossible things. Like, oh, you have shit in one hand and shit in another hand. Which hand do you choose? It's still shit. Both hands are shit. Like, they're shitty hands. They're not great fucking hands. They're bad hands. These are not good hands. So, uh, he finally stops Godspeed, you know? And uh, that's with the help of Wally West, right? Because Wally's a badass. Uh, and finally, you know, comes to save the day and use his speed. And then, so he's going to get trained by the Flash now, which is cool. And, man, this, this book is great because it intertwines a lot of stuff. They get stuff from Reverse Flash in there, and, like, the button stuff happens, and that intertwines. And, like, after that, there's more Reverse Flash story. And then, like, they introduce the rogues and have some really cool issues within the rogues where they're, like, taking things over. It's really neat, too, because the way they do these series, it's, like, only three parts per the story. So it's, like, part one, part two, part three is the finale. And it's, so every three months, you're kind of getting a different change-up of what The Flash is dealing with and going through and going on with and stuff. And it's crazy, man, because they do a great job with time travel in this, and, like, you get to see some future Flash stuff while you're in the... Pr it's really just... It's really fun and well done. I'm. I, it's really weird because the thing that enticed me to catch up, which I'm only 10 issues away to catch up right now, was uh, that issue 47 of The Flash started The Flash War between the OG Wally West and current Barry Allen, apparently. Uh, 
So I don't know how that happens because as of right now, they're super cool. Uh, but man, they, it's really cool because they introduce like they have a lot of different like B side players that are a part of the Flash universe that they know how to they they brilliantly utilize and bring in people like Copperhead and they bring in they created like Bloodwork and uh, Tar Pit right was a cool dude that uh, Wally had to deal with and what have you. So, I mean, they just, it's just really well done. Overall, the book is really, 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 really well done. I'm going to give some shout-outs to some people who work on this book. Let's uh, take a look at that now. Sorry, folks. I'm not prepared for shit today. I'm the worst. Okay, so this was written by Joshua Williamson. The art is done by Carmine Di Giandomenico. Domenico? Giandomenico. Have to sometimes I have to like double read a word because it's long for me. Um, Ivan Placeria is the colorist. Steve Wands is the letterer. And Carl Kerschel is the cover. And there were some variant covers that were also done as well. But, uh, the yeah, this, this story is really great, really well done. I'm at issue, like, 37 or 38. They also had, like, the the dark metal thing that happened in this and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm into it, you guys. I really like The Flash. I will probably start maybe doing a little bit more of an in-detail breakdown going through maybe issue by issue or I'm not sure how you guys want me to do that I know I want to start getting back into the core of what I really wanted this show to be the first place was shedding the light on comic book stories and news and information and stuff like that like yeah we can absolutely talk about the other stuff and like there are obviously like movie news that I'm not going to avoid I'm a fucking cinephile I love the Marvel Cinematic Universe I'm a fanboy I'm going to talk about it but I'm just saying I want to also talk more about comics and really give you guys some insight and stuff back to where the heart of this show was, man. Uh, I want to fucking channel that. I want to bring the best show to you guys. So um, get yourselves... I know, I'm sure there's a, a trade paperback of... Uh, I'm, I'm almost 100% certain there's a trade paperback of this Flash run. It might be called Lightning Strikes Twice, maybe, or Godspeed or something. I don't know what it's called. But it'll probably be the first five or six issues. It'll collect a couple stories, let you guys know what's going on. I'm sure you can find that at lo your local comic book shops or on Amazon or whatever, wherever you choose to find books, your comic books. That's an interesting thing. I wonder where people do find their comic books nowadays because not everywhere has comic book shops. I mean, I'm lucky to have comic book shops very close to me, and I still shop online, uh, mainly for convenience factor. I don't want to have to drive. That That's not even important. Why am I telling you why I don't want to drive to the comic book stores around me? It doesn't matter. You don't care. Um, but anyways, folks, I hope you guys have been enjoying Journey into Comics. I've been having a blast. We've been kind of in a little bit of a status quo change here. It's been fun to get back to the basics, go back to Nate just being me talking, riffing about whatever. Um, I am really looking forward to Ant-Man and the Wasp, by the way. We'll be trying to extensively cover that leading up to JIC 200. 
um, which will be live from LoffyCon. So try to get out, man. It'll be a really cool and interesting time for sure. We're going to have a lot of guests. We've got some cool other things planned within the network that are going to hopefully go on during that time. Um, but I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Journey into Comics. So as always, folks, before I get on here, I'm going to let you guys in on the plugs. Most of you probably know how this goes. So let's just get into this really quick. First and foremost, you can join me at journeyintocomics.com to check out the Journey into Comics Network. You can get the Journey into Comics Network on all your different podcasting platforms. Just search Journey into Comics Network on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music. We are now on Spotify, as you know. And that's where you can get all of our shows. We debut new shows. We have new shows. We have old shows that you guys love. We're going to keep those going. We're bringing in new shows that hopefully you guys are loving. We want to keep those things going. We're just trying to bring a whole new thing to you guys. We, we're really glad you guys are checking this thing out. So to continue on, you can check us out on all the different social media sites. Let's talk about that. Fuck. I can't leave yet. Okay, so let's talk about that. You can check us out at the social media sites like Facebook. Go to Journey into Comics Podcast. Or Instagram at Journey into Comics. But don't go to Twitter right now. Folks, something happened. Our Twitter account got locked out. It's gone. We've lost it. I'm having trouble getting anybody on support. I'm probably going to have to create a new one and go after all of our followers that we're going to lose. Oh, muy vey. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Okay, so if you know anything about Twitter and you can help me get my account back, I would be greatly appreciative. I did the thing they told me to do. Like, there's like a, hey, fucking fill this shit out and then send us a thing and like this picture that we need that has specific information and that way we know you're you. And then we'll give you your account back. And I did that like twice and I have not heard a single fucking thing. And I'm like, man, I don't want them to actually delete that account. I would be really fucking mad. There's a lot of history on that journey into comics account there. And I would be really distraught to lose it. So I want to hopefully find a way around that. And if we lose it, man, we fucking lose it. We'll get a new one. We'll create a new account. It'll be better than that account anyways. We'll make it a, the greatest Twitter account ever. We'll call it journey into comics. The greatest fucking Twitter. We're the greatest Twitter. Yeah, that's what this episode's called. Okay, cool, folks. Well, anyways, uh, as always, check us out on patreon.com backslash journey into comics. Dollar gives early access. That's as soon as the episode is edited and ready to upload. You get it before everyone else. And then, of course, you give us three bucks, you get that early access that I talked about that you know and love. And you get exclusive content. That is right. You get stuff like The Road to Infinity War. You get stuff like Comic Club. You get stuff like Brews with Babes. You get stuff like early access to shows that don't debut until weeks later, months later. Who knows? We have new things coming down the line that are going to hopefully be debuting sooner rather than later. There are lots and lots and lots of things coming your way, folks. And we're so happy you're tuning in. As always... For Journey into Comics, the greatest Twitter, 194. The greatest Twitter, the Twitter. Okay, Journey into 90 Comics. Okay, let's start over, folks. Let's try again, okay? Let's just, like, try that one again, man. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Journey into Comics 194. The greatest Twitter. I have been your host, Nate. As always, before the national anthem, you need to stand or choose to kneel. Make sure you take off your hats and fill your brains with shit. Later!